Hey friends, this is Natalie Lane, and you're listening to the Christian Music Guys podcast. On today's episode, we sit down with emerging artist Natalie Lane. Natalie is known for such songs as Hoarding On To Hope, Steady, and her newest single, Love Me Back To Life. Welcome back to the Christian Music Guys podcast, the podcast for Christian music fans by Christian music fans. Today we're going to switch it up just a little bit. We're going to be talking about this historic photo. In order to see it, go ahead and check our Facebook, Instagram out. We will be posting it upon the release of this episode. That way you can get a little bit of a glimpse of what we're talking about and um, just join in on what we're looking at. So... We have this enormous ocean sunfish pictured in a- on April 4th, I can't even read, April 1st of 1910 in black and white on Santa Catalina Island in California. It is an ocean sunfish and its weight is estimated at 3,500 pounds. If you are one of our European listeners, Canadian listeners, this is 15, basically a little over 1,500 kilograms. This picture is crazy to me. All I have to say is this grab fish. a lot of tartar sauce and some lemon <laughs> and a fork. Do <laughs> uh, sunfish even taste know. good? It doesn't look it doesn't look like it would be tasty. I mean, this looks like, uh, but it's funny though that like how they're all posing in mm. front of this fish. So it must have been. I mean, for sure, it looks like it was a great catch. Like they are all very proud of this catch and was like, "I'm getting in this photo." But like, there's kids. There's like a little girl. <laughs> Do you see her hiding mm-hmm. underneath the fish? There's like, someone hanging out, out of its mouth. Too. <laughs> no, I'm joking about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but no, it is pretty hilarious to see like all the guys in their bowler hats. And yeah, it is pretty funny to see all the guys in their hats, um, like just what everybody's wearing too. like that little kid in the front, like he's wearing those shorts with no, no shoes or anything and like a tr- like a trench coat type. But like even there's that. Hold on. Let me see if I can zoom in for you. See this dude? Uh, uh, you see the guy with the hat behind it, the yes. cowboy hat, and then the guy to the right. The, the, does he have he like does. a monocle on? Is that is that a monocle or is that an uh, eye or, patch? Or I can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> He's out sunbathing. <laughs> uh, no, but no, this is a. It's crazy to see how massive. So, Chris, is. go to the, the um, left b- uh, below the hat that's in the air. Those person's eyes are, are crazy, too, in the very back. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that is about. I don't know if that's, like, just the way. I mean, because this was taken in 1910. Right. So, literally, cameras were just, right? Weren't cameras just becoming, like, the thing in the early 1900s was when cameras were becoming more accessible. How much? How much does the um, average car weigh? I'm pretty sure. How much does the average car weigh? Like a ton? Average. Average car weight in let's do kilograms. 
1,300 kilograms. So this is like kilograms. three cars, the weight of this fish. No, this is not three. It's it's a it's a little over an average car. It's fifteen hundred. Oh, okay, so an average an car average weighs thirteen hundred. Thirty five hundred. Thirty three hundred. Okay, 3, so this fish pounds. weighs as, as much as a car. That's insane. Yes. So if that fish fell on you, then you would be a goner. <laughs> that little I mean, kid. It's. Cra- it's it, I know the kids underneath it, but then also it's like only it's only held up by that rope and that, that rope is not like, it's not, it looks like an actual like rope. It's not metal, like a metal rope. So we want you listener to go on our socials. Tell us what you think about this photo. What, what things are you seeing in the photo that we are not seeing um, in this photo? Um, you know, obviously the bizarre huge fish, but all the people surrounding it. I mean, it's interesting. 1910, like Chris said, um, <laughs> it's a different era then. <laughs> it is totally different area. Area? Era. era. <laughs> mm, interesting. So, Chris, we will be going to the Kayla Fan Awards in just a few weeks. And so, like we said the other day, please. Um, it's already on our socials. Go to our um, post about the K-Love Fan Awards. Uh, comment on, on that post or uh, email us through our website or you know, contact us through our website. And just let us know what, what artist you would love to hear from, what, what question you have for, for a, um, an artist at the K-Love Fan Awards. Uh, all of the uh, CCM artists will be there. And um, people that we've had on here will be there, and people that we listen to. And, and when we when we ask the question, we ask it, yeah, from you. It's not us saying, "Oh, what's what this question?" Blah blah blah. It's, "Hey, so and so from whatever area wants to know this." So you will get a call out on any question that you have. So make them good. <laughs> make them interesting, interesting. <laughs> so yeah just let us know and we will we will get them we'll get them answered well today's special friday episode edition we sat down with emerging artist natalie lane uh, the first time i saw natalie was back in december at the sayla uh, show down here in florida and she opened up for them and after she sang, I went up to Todd uh, Smith from Selah, and I was like, she has to be, she, we have to get her on our podcast. And so we got her on here, and she shares you know, her heart and the ministry behind what she does. So you will enjoy this interview. <laughs> Natalie, thank you so much for taking the time and chatting with us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so uh, I met you back uh, at Christmas time with Selah. And um, you were Gosh, on the Christmas. That feels like so long ago. I know it, but Christmas decorations will probably be out soon uh, again, right after Easter. <laughs> yeah, no joke. <laughs> but um, Todd was from Salo was was talking with me, and he was he was saying that this girl is the next Lauren Daigle, and that you will be whoa, no, you pressure. will be up there with Lauren Daigle and selling out huge arenas. <laughs> and he's like, I'm telling you. Uh, she has a, a 
very, very strong gift. And so that was, that was from Todd. Thanks Todd. That's really kind. (laughs) So, (laughs) and big shoes to fall. I mean, come on. Well, I mean, that's, that's a lot of pressure right there. Yeah. Uh, she, I think you (laughs) started off on TikTok, which we'll get into that in a minute. Mm -hmm. And then Lauren started from American Idol, which basically, I mean, TikTok's probably more popular now than American Idol. I would think it's so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Just what can happen in a moment, yeah, you know, yeah. am I old yeah. because I don't have TikTok? <laughs> no, you're just smart. <laughs> <laughs> it is Listen, a lot. It can be very tough. So that's good. Smarter yeah. Well, okay. I'm a youth pastor. So I have this okay. pressure on me. All my students are like, you got to get TikTok. You got to get TikTok. Listen, no. Instagram, I feel pretty hip with Instagram, <laughs> right? Like you should uh, now, with reels now. I feel like all the yeah, good exactly. stuff gets over to reels. You know what I mean? So really yep. you're just seeing the highlights. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Reels actually Instagram reels is where I first uh, uh, found your music, Natalie. And, and, and no it way. was like, it was like last fall, some point. Uh, I was, I was just kind of flipping through, I get a lot of music stuff. Um, and, and you came up and I was like, Oh man, that's awesome. So yeah. Uh, so I found you on Instagram reels. So yeah, Instagram's working. See? You don't need TikTok. So it can happen. Anything can happen. Yeah. 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 I didn't find you I on MySpace that. though. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't have one of those. I am too young for that. Unfortunately. <laughs> oh man. Well, Natalie, uh, so have you always been into music, a musician? Like what got you into that? Like were you a singer before you were playing the piano or did you just kind of fall into both at the same time? How'd that, how'd that happen? Dude, crazy. So I, I was born into a super musical family. Like essentially the Von Trapps is what I call them because oh, awesome. they, everybody sings, everybody plays. Like Christmas time is like, uh, we all gather around the piano sometimes with our instruments and we like will pass out music and everybody can read music and like it's crazy. Um, so my parents, when I was born, my parents were both worship leaders. Um, my dad plays bass and trombone and my mom sings. So like music was around all the time as a kid. Um, and so I remember just like plunking out little melodies on the piano like as a toddler like super young and just fascinated by this idea of music and um so I actually started taking piano lessons when I was pretty young probably was actually singing but um just because I grew up around it and grew up in church like music was just always a part of you know day to day week to week stuff and I just kind of absorbed it as a kid and Um, you know, I think probably my parents would have made me take piano lessons if I hadn't wanted to, but I wanted to really bad. So (laughs) it was just like kind of my thing from the beginning. Um, and then I'm super thankful I got to grow up leading worship in church and like got a ton of practice doing that too, um, before this whole Nashville thing. So I've had some practice. Mm. So who, who are some of your influences, like musical influences growing up, like of outside your family, what artists were you listening yeah. to being inspired by? Okay. Such a wide range of people because I like on the piano, I was playing classical music. So I was listening to like Rachmaninoff, you know, 
as one and does, then, as one does, as, as you do, right? And like Bach, Bach is maybe the best composer of all time. He's a rock star, man. He's the best. It's crazy. Um, and then obviously listen to worship music and um, a lot of the people at my church were writing and recording their own worship music. Um, I grew up at a church called New Life. And so when I was there in high school, um, like our worship pastors were like Corey Asbury and John Egan and Jared Anderson. And so they were all writing and recording and I was really inspired by that as well. Um, and getting to even write with them and learn to lead from them and stuff. So I felt like I was kind of, a lot of my inspiration came from my immediate circles. Mm -hmm. Um, but then also like my mom would play Christian radio in the car and my dad would play like gospel stuff or like earth, wind and fire. (laughs) So, so I got kind of this like mix of all these things and, um, then when I released the stuff I love to listen to, it was like anything with soul, mm. you know, like um, I love the singer songwriters like Sarah Bareilles. She has some of that. I love a Tori Kelly, um, Adele, like just mm. something with, with that soul in it. And um, was you ever at a James so, person? Oh, I love it. Yeah. yeah. That's the vibe. Yeah. All that stuff. Did did yeah. your dad all the above. did your dad ever listen to Earth, Wind, and Fire in September? Oh yeah, on the twenty first uh, night of September. That's all that we play. Of course. Jake, if you've been a dad for too long, man, your dad jokes kind of kind of fall flat. But you guys stepped your game on. But, um, so hey, uh, congratulations on being signed to Centricity. That's amazing. We got so many good friends there. That's so that's so cool. <laughs> Thank you. They're the best. It's awesome. So, so what's that like being signed now? I mean, like being going from having a lot of followers on TikTok to being like a signed artist. What's different now? Like, yeah, what's life? It's like funny now? because so much is the same. Like, and a lot of people describe this process of signing to me in this way. Like, you know, before you're signed, you're like writing songs, trying to really like getting stuff out there as an independent artist, and that's a lot of work. It feels like it feels kind of like you're digging in the dirt with your hands. Like you're just digging and digging to find this thing. And then having a label is like someone gave you a shovel, but you're still digging in the dirt. Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> so that's what it feels like. It's like, um, I have all these tools now, which is really amazing. Um, but we're still working hard, trying to still find working. the right songs that will connect with people. And, um, but I mean, really what's changed is that I have, kind of a team on every side to like take some pieces off my plate, which has been so good. So um, it's, it's a real relief to have people in my corner that are doing all the jobs instead of having to do those yourself as an independent artist. So, so how's the Lord helping, how's the Lord help keep you kind of grounded in the midst of a new season being signed? Um, Mm. Do you have who's the who's the people in your life? You know, maybe the Lord's place there that's helps you the most. Like what what's that been like with your relationship with God? And how have you seen Him working? Yeah, I mean, when things get crazy, like you you really find out pretty quick what the grounding points are and what you have to hold to. And I mean, yeah. one of those things has been church for me. My church is like amazing and has been so. Um, 
yeah, has just kept me really grounded and peaceful because <laughs> things can get a little crazy. So the peace that I have with my people at church is awesome. And then also something that's just kept me grounded is actually a Sabbath. Like we don't talk about this enough, but like God told us to take one day off a yeah. week. And <laughs> it's amazing that when we actually do that, the other days are so much more productive. I can't even describe it. So um, that has honestly kept me really grounded too and rested in the midst of when every day is like super chaotic sometimes. Um, so yeah, I've been really thankful for that rest and like trying to create those healthy rhythms. I think that's kept me really grounded too, but God's been good and it's been such, I mean, a season of so much joy and like so much fun too that, um, I'm seeing him in all the things and all the people that I get to work with. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So one of the songs that you performed that night at the concert, mm. um, I really enjoyed. And so I'd like to know um, the story yeah. behind that song. It's always nice to hear artist you know dig deep and and talk about you know um stories behind some of these songs and and as we've done this podcast it's been cool to hear a lot of the artists you know talk about uh, these songs that have been around for a while and just the stories behind them and and some songs that we have we have found um are were very surprising you know of <laughs> of of how they came about and so um yeah so the, your song you what what is what is that about? Mm. Man, that's funny. I wrote that one a long time ago. Now, um, <laughs> I <laughs> it's been like probably a good four years since I wrote that one, um, and it's one of my favorites to sing live. It's the same thing. It's got that really gospel kind of soulful quality that I I just love to sing stuff like that. But I think. Um, it came out of a time when I was like kind of realizing how like there are so many paradoxes in the Christian faith. It's like God says, die to yourself and you'll live, you know, God's like, there's all of these things that it's like just flipped on like what we would think or what logic would say, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and so I think I started writing the song with just a list of those things, you know, and I put those in the verses, you know, um, even things that are in our own selves, like fear is a liar. And I know that. And yet sometimes I'm still afraid mm. and I believe those things, like even those, like, I know this to be true. And yet I still believe a lie, like that kind of paradoxical thing that happens inside of us as human beings. And so, um, just kind of explain some of those in the verses, but then in the chorus to say, you know, really it's this that all God has ever wanted is your heart and everything he's ever done points back to that. Um, and so coming back to the simplicity of that truth and every time I sing it, I think about that and I think about it for the people in the room. Like if everybody really knew that all God wanted was their heart, like it's really just that simple. Um, I think, I think we would, you know, we would get a lot of the other things that come along with it if we understood that simple truth. So that's kind of where that song came from. And I can't believe I'm still singing it years later. 
It'll probably be uh, now. Go yeah, go ahead, Jacob. I, I was going to say it's, it'll probably be one of those songs for you, Natalie, uh, that you'll probably be singing the rest of your career. We had, um, <laughs> we had, um, Michael W. Smith on the other day and we talked about a song. Mm. We talked about a song friends and we asked, yeah. we asked him, did you ever imagine? Oh, that's a great yeah, one. Did you ever imagine? Friends, you'd be si- friends forever. <laughs> <laughs> we, we asked him, we said, <gasps> did you imagine you'd be singing the song the rest of your life? And he said, no, but mm. you know, 19, what is it? 82, Jesse, I think he said. So, uh, and here he is, you know, that many years later, My still goodness. singing it. So you, you can sing. What you a legend. <laughs> I'm happy about it. I think it'll be great. Yeah. So a song I'd like to hear a little bit more about is what my little girls. So Ellie, uh, my daughter actually turned five today and Arwen, she's three. uh, They call it the, they call it the fun song. They love it. They love watching you slam on the keys and they'll go to our piano and kind of mimic you and just mash the keys. They love, love me back to life is the jam in this house. Like, Hey, like, and, the and they'll fun like, song. I love that. The fun song. Or like when I'm playing the piano or whatever, getting ready for like worship or something, <gasps> just practicing. They'll say, Dad, why don't you play the piano like like the girl plays the fun song? And I'm like, I don't hit the keys that hard, honey. Whoa. Like, I just can't do it. So uh, I, we love the song. <laughs> love Me Back to Life. My, my daughters love it. Um, I'd love to hear the story behind it. Yeah. <laughs> That's so sweet, first of all. Tell your daughters I said hi. Um, For sure. <laughs> this is a fun one. I um, Well, that's a good thing. <laughs> you know, yeah, it is a fun song. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to just write something, I mean, upbeat and joyful that could still tell my story and um, tell the story really of how I found Jesus. And that's what this song does. It's my story in a song. Um where essentially like growing up in the church, I came to a point where I had to really decide for myself if, you know, this God thing was something I wanted to believe or not. Um, and I'd hit that point and kind of struggle with it. And um, I really had this heart to heart, like honest moment with God of like, Lord, I need you to show up to me. And this can't just be a thing that my parents believe anymore. Like, I need you to show up really personally for me or I mean, I can't do this. I can't lie, you know, and say, I believe it. Um, and so I look back and it's from that place of honesty that he met me in a really powerful way. And I, I encountered the Holy spirit for them. The only way that I could describe that experience was it was like, I was seeing the world in black and white. And then all of a sudden it turned to colors and, um, that was my experience of meeting God. And so I, I wanted to write a song about that and explaining, you know, it's like everything was black and white and now it's like a technicolor. It's a whole new world. It's all these things. And, um, that's really the message that I want people to get from my songs anyway, is like life really is so awesome and so much better with Jesus. Like, and I didn't know that even though I was around it Mm, until I experienced it for myself. And so, that's what that song is about. It's just my story and I want to always remember it and keep telling it in hopes that it might help somebody else. So what's the songwriting the process song. like for you? Are, are you like, are you, cause okay. For me, it seems like at least 
and this is a compliment, but it seems like when I watch a video of you playing a song and you're kind of, and you're just at your piano playing, it almost seems like you just kind of came up with it on the spot. Like, but it seems (laughs) genuine in the sense of like, it just sounds like you're telling me a story, which is really cool. But I know that when you write a song, there's work that goes into it. You probably have people come and help you. Yeah. Um, but, but you do such a good job. It, it, obviously, you've worked on this thing, but when you're playing it, it, it just feels like you're kind of having a conversation with people. I think that's your appeal to a lot yeah. of people for sure. But so what's your process? Take us behind how like how do you f- like flesh out a song? Do totally. you have people that you work with? Like how does that come together for you? Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for saying that too, because I want it to feel like you're just in my living room, you know, at the yeah. piano with me when yeah. we're like doing these videos, you know. Um, but yeah, the songwriting process can go a lot of different ways. And like these days I'm co-writing a lot. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'll show up at a producer's house and we'll, you know, probably usually three of us in the room will talk about ideas and write a song together and so sometimes it comes out of that. I'll come home and be like, I want to share this one and, you know, want to put a video out and see if people connect with it. Um, but a lot of times, too, the songwriting process is just me sitting at the piano, playing something and, and talking to the Lord. And um, and that's kind of what it feels like. But And then sometimes I'll take those ideas that started at my piano and bring them to friends to help me finish them. And mm-hmm. so it can look a lot of different ways, but um, these days I'm working with other people a lot too. So um, it's kind of fun that it's different every day, you know, um, definitely doesn't get boring. So do you play any other yeah. instruments? Yeah, I play some guitar, which also helps okay. the songwriting process. All some sure. instruments and it totally like changes up the vibe mm. and you think of new, new things. Um, yeah. And then I play a little bit of cello, but like, okay, not enough to play play. So I'm still practicing. I'm You're not like sitting down at the cello songwriting. That would right? be like, so cool. <laughs> but no, <laughs> it's not a thing, that's, right? that's the goal. Like someday, you know, well, you mentioned your dad plays a trombone. Is that what you said? Or yeah. trumpet or trombone, right? Trombone. trombone. I mean, that'd be pretty cool on an album. That I'm just saying, cool. I mean, that would be cool. Be fun to introduce. So speaking of, um, you posting videos on Instagram at your piano, uh, you you do a lot of spontaneous stuff. I think it is time to write a song about your favorite Christian music guys podcast. Mm. You know, about some, do you guys have a jingle? Like, honestly, uh, listen here, all three of us have red hair. So red and white, I I mean, whatever you want to do. Red and white. I don't know. I'm not a songwriter, Natalie. That's I don't good. do this. I, I feel like you guys just need like a jingle or like an opening song. Yeah, do you have don't that? Have a, no, we don't have, we an don't have anything. No, yeah. You just need like a Christian music, guys. You know, like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just like simple. That, yeah. <laughs> kind of like K-Love, you know. I well, think it's good. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like K-Love has one. WFM has one. Like, yeah. you need to get on that. Yeah. Well, Fiverr <laughs> is awaiting us then. <laughs> yes, right? <laughs> uh, well, Natalie, um, we love to play this game with first-time guests uh, called okay. Favorite Things, where we name a category and you let us know mm. what your favorite thing in that category is. kind of gives our listeners a chance to kind of get to know you 
uh, a little bit about what you like and don't like. But this is also just a warning where things can go off the rails in our interviews. This is where um, uh, things can get divisive. And so the interview is going great so far. So we'll we, see what you're doing, okay? I'm willing to fight. If something's the <laughs> best thing, I'll fight about it. <laughs> Listen, if you tell me peeps are your favorite candy, we're going to have a problem, Natalie, okay? <laughs> peeps aren't even a candy. That doesn't Thank you. Count. Oh, yes. We're friends. They this are is good, awesome. though. Mm-mm. No, Jacob, get out of here. They're good. They're, they have one. Yeah, they're yummy. Yeah. They're yummy, but they're not a candy. No. Peeps are like candy corn. They're in the same category oh, as no. candy corn. Oh, I don't like candy corn. I can't do it. Same to me. I can't. It's the same to me. All right. Well, we'll start off with an easy one. Probably, hopefully. Okay. Uh, What's your favorite food? Um, (laughs) this is so funny. Sometimes my friends me literally as this is my friend Natalie who likes cheese, and so (laughs) cheese is the best food. I'm sorry, it can go on things. It just is awesome. Like cheese dip, queso. Agreed. Yeah, just any. Do you have a favorite kind of cheese though? Like, what's your if you had to pick one cheese? Like, what's your favorite? If I okay, if I could only have one cheese for the rest of my life, I feel like you have to go with cheddar. It's just awesome. But I love it a mozzarella. It's good. It's good cold. It's good. Yeah. But then, like on pizza, I want mozzarella. That's true. On sandwich, I probably want. I don't know. The only cheese that I cannot stand is blue cheese. I hate the taste of blue cheese. I understand uh, that. Don't like it. What about goat cheese? Oh, I love goat cheese. I love all cheese, I think. I love goat cheese. Goat che- have you ever been to Carrabba's? Like. Have you ever been to Carrabba's and they have like this grilled chicken with goat cheese on it? Oh, Ooh, I've never seen it that. It's amazing. It's very good. See, well, cheese I, is I the best food. When, yeah, I agree. Yeah, when I lived in Mexico for a couple of years, uh, they would give me some funky cheese and I ate <laughs> all of it. No questions asked. I was like, this is amazing. I'm here for it. And I ate it all. And so cheese is good everywhere. It's just awesome. I don't know. What is your favorite movie? My favorite movie is Narnia. The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. It's just awesome. Every time I watch it, I feel like I learned something about God. And also the soundtrack is unbelievable. It's good. Yeah. And it's so good. Yeah. So good. Jesse, it's your turn. <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry. My screen is Are like gonna... really. Oh. My screen's going crazy over here. And I can't see anything oh, all of a no. sudden. Wait, I want to know what your favorite movies are. Do you ever answer the questions? No, we never. No, we don't. But this this is. Wow. Now never, I feel the pressure. You, it was um, never turned around on us ever. What if you so answered a, them too? Yeah. I'm a Lord of the Rings fan. I'm a Lord of the no, Rings fan. Jesse. Uh, so. Uh, but here's the thing. C.S. Lewis is my That's favorite fine. author. Okay. But um, so I've read all of his books, like Screwtape Letters. If like that's my favorite book, part of like of all time, Screwtape Letters. So I love C.S. Lewis. Probably same. And so yeah, I respect. The, like I like the movie, but as far as movies go, I'm gonna have to, yeah. Sure. I definitely go with uh, Lord of the Rings for me for sure. I get that. Also, it's the longest film. They like it's it's literally like they are just walking through the forest for three hours. I don't know. It's true. I I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. But you know, um, Jacob's favorite movie. (sighs) See, that's hard because I like so many, but I really Mm. love um, pretty much anything Denzel Washington's in. 
but also love sure. also love um, um, Shawshank Redemption. That is an amazing movie. I don't know mm. if you, have you ever seen that movie? It's a good movie. I don't think I have. That's good. Oh, it's fin- it's a, it's a top five for me. And then a beautiful okay. a beautiful mind too with uh, Russell Crowe. That's a good one. Cool. That's based on a true story. Cool. Good stuff. Favorite. Fi- good uh, do you guys. have a favorite show that you like to binge? Hmm. I don't really watch TV. That's hard. If I did, it would honestly be like some kind of reality TV or like American Idol. I love to watch that. Or I love to watch Shark Tank. Yes. Oh, that's, that's fun. my favorite. I don't know. I'm I'm more into movies than shows, though. Yep. Yeah. Do you have a favorite artist of all time? Oh man. Maybe Sarah Bareilles. Yeah. The or John Mayer. Yeah. Really good. Ooh, I, I can wanna, go back. I want to answer this one too. Do it. Mine's Rich Mullins. <laughs> Is it really, Jesse? I love Rich Mullins. <laughs> That's awesome. He's my favorite artist of all time, Rich Mullins. Wow. Mine's DC Talk. That is not what I thought you were going to say at all. <laughs> I'm old. I, I can <laughs> like old people. <laughs> I like old people too. Come on. <laughs> my favorite is DC Talk. Uh, so. <gasps> yes. Got to go on Come both on. of their cruises. It was awesome. Did you? Yeah. yeah They're good guys. It was awesome. Do you have a favorite ice cream flavor? Mmm. Yes. I want it to... Well, okay. I want it to have chunks of something in it. Like, I want it to be cookie dough or Amen. cookies and cream. Or I want it to have brownies or, like, something in it. Yes. Any of those. Yes, if I'm I in. if I just buy normal ice cream, I'm looking in the house to, for something to put into it. Cereal, totally. Cereal, peanut butter, just anything. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, even like believe it or not, fruity pebbles and vanilla ice cream. It's actually really good. I've never tried that. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> I'm in. What is your favorite podcast? There's only one right after being here today. You know. <laughs> I'm so glad it's, that you got it right away, though. <laughs> we don't have to ask. I mean, time. if I said something else, what kind of guest would I be? Mm. You know, well, if you had your own podcast, then you would say that. But true, I don't have my own podcast. I don't think I'd be very good at having my own podcast. But I like visiting the other podcasts. Sure, sure. I mean, that's time. the vi- the the beauty of post editing. Yes, is that. You, you just keep you just record 50 things and at least 20 of them are going to be okay for the podcast yeah. It'll be great <laughs> yeah something's gonna work do you have a favorite bible verse natalie Ooh, um i go back to psalm 23 a lot just that whole chapter and you know even when i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i'll fear no yeah. evil you are with me like that that stuff carries me through a lot yeah i love that one what is something about you that your fans do not know Something different, mm. unique. Hmm. Different, unique. Um. This is always the hard question, you know. Like in school, when everyone was like, uh, "Tell us a fun fact about you," I could never think of a fun fact. It's just like, hard. Yeah, the game Two Truths and a Lie. Yeah, I'm always I'm like, like what is- uh, I don't, I don't, I'm terrible at that. 
<laughs> I'm not good at it. Um, maybe that if I wasn't in music, I would probably be a chef. I would like to cook. I would like to bake, cool. maybe have a bakery. Okay. Um, that's a lot of what I do for fun at home. I love yeah. to bake and cook. And stuff. You ever watch the show uh, Nailed It on Netflix? I love Nailed It, guys. <laughs> I would love to go on that show, but I think I would be too good. I don't think they would let me, you know? And I'm not great, but yeah. I know the difference between flour and sugar. Or you know? salt and butter. Or salt and Or salt, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Salt and sugar, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that show is hilarious. They'll, they'll say add it's the best. two tablespoons of butter and they have like two sticks, you know. Yep. Just, they don't know. It's, it's, it's really funny. I'm I'm a bit of a baker myself. I have mm. a bread machine. <laughs> you just throw all the ingredients in and hit the button and four hours later, ding, there's Dude. a loaf of bread. I mean... I don't, you know, I wouldn't say I'm professional, but <laughs> I have a, someone have has to, to put know. the ingredients in the bread machine. Exactly. And people don't have to know how you made the bread. You could have needed it for That's days right. and yeah. whatever. Like Jesse. Sure. Jesse. Yeah. Okay. I have a sourdough starter just sitting on my counter all the time. Yep. Fun, right. That's me. Right. A fun fact, Natalie, about me and Jesse. Um, we have a grandma that she's been baking pretty much her whole life. And, oh, She's had her stuff in some stores. She's been able to sell. Oh. Yeah. And you might know her. Her name is uh, Miss Crocker. Betty Crocker. Betty. Yeah. Betty. Yeah. yeah. You know her? Jacob, with, your, with your jokes again, man, they're just falling flat tonight. All right. Hey, I had her at the edge of her seat. She was like, really? Wow. Oh, well, that's pretty it's, good. I've known you for a long time. I knew exactly where you were going, and I was already cringing. <laughs> <laughs> We do it in my family too. We'll be like, our friend Marie made this pie, but Marie Calendar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, Natalie, what's next for you, and how can our listeners keep up with what you got going on? Yeah, there's a lot coming. Um, I'm planning to release music this summer. And I'll be on tour in the summer and fall. Um, so I'd love to see people at shows if they want to come. Um, and you can keep track of all that at NatalieLaneMusic.com. Natalie Lane with an L-A-Y-N-E. Right. Awesome. Yep. So to wrap up, we'd like to see if you'd be willing to share something that God has been doing in your life recently that would mm. uh, help build our listeners' faith? Ooh, I love that question. Um, you know, it's pretty cool to, like, be on the other side of something you've prayed for for a long time. Um, this year was a big year in a lot of ways for me, but, like, even with signing this record deal and stuff, like, you dream about it forever you know and um always think it's something that you want and I've, I've been in Nashville for like six years now and honestly I didn't know how long it would take you know but you come in with these dreams of like maybe it'll happen right away and then like within a year you'll be just doing the thing and you know and it didn't happen like that it, it took a long time and there were moments when I was like is this the right thing like will this ever happen you know um and there's something about it that you don't get till you're on the other side of like 
when people say like God's timing really is the best and he really does know what he's doing like that's for real and like you don't really get it until you're on the other side of the miracle and so I think this applies to people who are waiting for a dream or are waiting for healing or whatever kind of miracle in their own life like um man the Lord loves you so much and he loves you enough to make the timing right and when it is right like it'll be better than you ever dreamed or could have made happen for yourself and like I knew this stuff in the middle of it but it's hard to really get it until you're there and um honestly I would have waited a lot longer for things to be this good you know so just that God's good and he is who he says he is when he says that his timing's right and he's faithful so I'm learning that Hopefully that's an encouragement to somebody else. Yeah. Amen. That is an encouragement. And it makes me think of your favorite movie at the end (laughs) when he, what is it? The quote about Aslan where he says, is he safe or or no is, yes, he's safe safe? or something. He says, he's not safe, but he is good. Right. Is Mm -hmm. that the quote? There we go. Yep. There it is. That's what it makes me think of. He is good. He is good. He is actually good. Natalie, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us tonight. We really appreciate your time. Thank you, guys. This is so fun. Well, thanks for listening. And thanks again, Natalie, for chatting with us. We really appreciate it. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, wherever you may listen. If it is on Apple Podcast, or if it even if it isn't even on Apple Podcast, but you have Apple Podcast, go ahead and jump on over there. Leave us a five-star review. Write some, some sweet note to us whatever it really helps us out in growing this podcast and getting the word out be sure to follow us on all social media platforms at christian music guys go to our website christianmusicguys.com there you can check out our latest blogs there's also some really cool stuff that is coming to our website soon stay tuned for all those updates it's going to be a total revamp you all so get ready get excited thanks again see you all next week